Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hey guys, welcome to Pancreas Pals. Emily here. And Christy. At first second, I thought you were going to forget. I don't know why there was like a brief second where I was like, oh my God, does she remember to come in right now? But happy always Monday, this, all. Always in the same voice too. I have no range. I have no range either. This is real. This is us. Um, welcome to Pancreas Pals. Another week being graced by Christy. That Maybe that, that'll be the name of this episode, Graced by Christy. Oh, um, please. <laughs> hashtag grateful. But do people still hashtag? I don't know. But this week's episode, I kind of wanted to pick Christy's brain now that she's been on the on a CGM, on the Dexcom G6 in particular, for a hot minute. Last time she came on before she was rejoining as an interim co-host, we discussed how she decided to take the leap um, into the tech world, how she has always been a self-described grandmother when it comes to diabetes tech, which no shame. Everyone has their own their own go-tos and what they're comfortable with as long as you are living your best life. No haters around for that, but that didn't make any sense. Happy Monday all from my brain. But Christy, let's uh, (laughs) – first off, how long have you been on a CGM? Since August. So it's been several months now. Um, The last time I was on, I made that joke about I set my high alerts tone to the doorbell because when you're high, like that's what you say when you open the door, hi. Um, It was cute at first and I'm not going to change it because I'm so used to it. I can honestly say I've developed like an aversion to the doorbell sound. Like anytime a doorbell rings in an episode on TV, like it happened on Modern Family the other day, I like literally twitched. You have a Pavlovian response. (laughs) It's true. I I reach for, I hear a doorbell sound and I immediately reach for my phone and I'm like, oh, what hell is in store for me now? What happened? And it's just like the TV or our actual doorbell. I was in a cab the other day and there was some kind of beeping going on. I don't know if it was a radio commercial, but I literally thought my Omnipod was failing. And anyone who has an Omnipod knows what that hellish sound is. And I'm like looking around and Matt's like, and it's, it's coming from the car. You're fine. <laughs> I was like, what? It's not me for once. But I imagine having the doorbell ring is more frequent and also having highs is plenty frequent for the, for some of us and aka me right now these days but I actually have been sleeping through my high alarm so Matt's like you really need to change your high alert and I'm like but I like to sleep so what's been your take on like I, again and I don't know if I shouldn't say again, but I'd like to to preface this by I'm not going to ask Christy what her high and low thresholds are. I think that's very much up to the individual, and I don't want anyone listening to this thinking that this is a recommendation. Um, you know, I change my high and low alerts based on how burnt out I am and just make sure that I'm staying on top of what I need to do to stay healthy. So as far as actually bouncing in between whatever your alerts may be, like, have you found that like, do you think at some point you're going to have to change your alerts? <laughs> um, so I actually ended up lowering mine. Um, the whole – so we have to change every 10 days. I feel like this was something that you said to me when we initially discussed it, that, like, it's not always the most accurate. I find when I've done 
finger sticks just to see how accurate or not it is. I find it is either on the damn money, like it is within three. So if it says I'm 150, I'm actually 153. Like it's either right there, extremely accurate, or it's like off in la la land. Um, And I didn't realize how sensitive that is. Like the first three days after I change it, um, I find it just, it, it's very good. And just for reference, I have the Dexcom G6. Um, I find that if I am purposely putting my, like trying to get my sugar up or try to get it down, AKA just living for us T1Ds, <laughs> I'm like describing just like every minute of every day. But if I'm high before a meal and I'm trying to correct and get it down or I'm low and I'm trying to get the sugar up, sometimes like changing up the pattern on it, it will give me a reading that's so much more drastic just because of the directional change and like how quickly it's changing. So I don't mind share. Is it like bad if I share what my alerts are? I have a a reason. No. Yeah. I mean, to each their own. I just, I've had people ask us before, right. And be like, Hey, what are your, you know, what are your threshold levels? And it's like, you can definitely share, but I can guarantee you Christie's levels are going to be different than mine and mine's going to be different from Miriam's. And I just wanted to disclose that ahead of time. This is not medical advice, but go ahead, Christy. Yeah. It's, it's just for where I'm at right now, just with all of that in mind. Cause I originally had it super tight and I realized how, how much that was annoying me when these directional things were taking place. Cause it was like causing me to stop, pause, question and test more often. And that's just not, to me, that's not the point of having the CGM. I want to be able to trust the number on the screen. So unless what I'm feeling is like very different from what's on here, like I do take it with a little bit of a grain of salt, um, especially during those first couple of days after changing it. So currently I have the low set for 70 and my high alerts at 170. Um, I just, I try to actually keep myself 150 or below as often as I can. Again, this is just like describing life in a day. Um, (laughs) But I just found like with that little bit of a range, it was just driving me nuts to like see the reports because I'm trying to do my best to track and be responsible and use all of the different features. Um, It would drive me nuts when it started to say like you're high X percent of the time and whatever you weren't, like you're also like not high half of that time and, it's and you like, want what? you want exactly so you want it in range but like I don't want it to say something that's not accurate so I found when I was setting the alert at 200 which is where I first started out I was like let's just start there and see what my ranges look like because it was fairly like where I'm at right now in my routine it's fairly easy for me to stay 200 or under I have the privilege to work from home so like my activity is super up to what works for me um so like staying under 200 was relatively easy but when I set it lower like when I had it at 150 I just felt like I was getting pings a lot for like you're high and I checked I'm like 151 and I'm like really so I'd like to give myself a little bit of breathing room so that 170 for right now just works for me Um, I also like it overnight because I was having a lot of lows overnight at one point. um, And I was trying to really micromanage, like taking units overnight, which sometimes is necessary. Um, But this is, it's just what works for me for right now. I would like to get the high threshold a little bit lower again. Um, But 
this is just working for me for like the last couple of weeks. Um, but I completely agree. I think that that'll change and slide around and depending on how steady your routine is and all of that, like I know that this will change again. It's just where I'm at. Right. And I think it's also important to note that Christy is on multiple daily injections, MDI. So a lot of her decision-making when it comes to the numbers she's seeing, like I can just type that into my pump and I also have a closed loop system. So it's, you know, Christy's really managing her own stuff here. So the numbers are obviously important, especially when you're doing math. Um, But it is different than me with my closed loop system, taking that reading into account, adjusting my basal um, on its own up to a certain point. So um, I actually, yeah, I I think that that's a really normal threshold to have um, based off of other people that I've spoken to. But initially when I first got on the Dexcom and I don't, before anyone comes at me, my levels are not, um, or my thresholds are not, still at this point. But I remember my um, diabetes educator, I don't know what they're called now, but my diabetes educator was like, oh yeah, just set your alarm for like 250 as your high. And I was like, okay, like whatever. But I was like, what's the point of this? Like what's going on? So obviously I've come down a lot and really depends on how hectic my life is, how much sleep I need, if I'm actually going to end up making a correction if I'm high at a certain number, like Christy mentioned. So like Let's say that my reading says that I'm 181 um, and I'm sleeping and I hit that high, but I have two units on board still from a really long fatty meal and I know I'm going to go back down. Like, What's the point of me having that high alert on for while I'm sleeping if I know that my loop and my pump are, you know, like the insulin I've already programmed are going to take care of that. So I've been known to, you know, bump that up a little bit if I'm looking for more sleep and you know, this is all very situational. I have been known to change my uh, alerts based on important meetings and based on, um, you know, just how much sleep I want to get. So, you know, with the exception of lows, because I feel like for me, lows are much scarier and you need to act fast sometimes. So, um, and Dexcom does have like, I don't think you can adjust your urgent low to anything other than 55 or below. Correct no, me if I'm wrong I don't, that. I don't think so. But yeah. I don't, during, during the day, if I'm just chilling at my desk, I, I just have it at 70 because I have had instances and like, I really do like how I can see the ebbs and flows between meals, not having that before. I don't know. I don't know how I did that. Yeah, um, I'm way too dependent on my Dexcom. I have no, like, I don't even remember life before it. <laughs> so. I, I, I love being able to see the trends and see how things affect me. But what's been really great is for me to see that if I take a unit, and again, this is why I kind of had to play around with what um, my bar is, because I hold myself to a little bit of like a tighter standard during the day than overnight. Because again, like I just have seen those lows over the course of the night. So like, say at like 2 a.m., I was having this, actually, no, it was 2 a.m. I was having this thing where I was just dropping in the middle of the night there. But then if I had even the littlest bit of juice, it would bring me up. And then before my wake up hour, I would then be high again. So I've kind of learned to just like ignore if it says that I'm heading up, like I'm 115 headed up before bed, I just kind of leave it. And if I get a high alert, like I'll click into it, I'll see how things are trending, see like how big the jumps are between the numbers. But like, I'll wait until it's closer to wake up time to take that unit because then I tend to come up a little bit when I get up and my juices start flowing. So catching the patterns has been huge. 
Yeah. I also, I mean, we're so lucky to have access to Dexcom. There are obviously other CGMs out there. I've never personally used them. I know people that love the Libre and it's much more affordable and covered by Medicare, Medicaid, whatever uh, have you. So don't quote me on that. So sorry if it's not actually covered by those things. But I think that the important thing that Christy's noting is that this does help not just making real-time decisions because there are varying accuracies in different types of CGMs. That's just the way it is. Um, That's how science works. It's how things are programmed. But, um, you know, being able to see your patterns is really the biggest takeaway I have from a CGM. It's helped me realize the importance of including healthy fats in my diet, you know, helping, um, you know, how protein can really help me stave off an inc- crazy pizza high or um, maybe pizza is the wrong thing because there's a ton of fat in that. But still, <laughs> it's really kind of helps. There, there's so many pros and cons to these CGMs, but the fact that, you know, if you're a little bit scared of or you don't want to see all that data all at once, you can also use it for the trends. And I've had it where I've checked and it's my Dexcom's been 100 points off before. And that's like, what is the point of you wearing this if that's the case? But then a day later, because um, usually my first day putting one on, it's super off for me. I miss the G5, if yeah, I'm being it's, honest. It's those first like two days that yeah, are really first, rough. Like, 36 hours for me are like, yeah. why? Why am I wearing this? A few, a few calibrations. And then I find for, for like whatever it's worth, if someone's considering, I do find that the, I'm saying the last week, it lasts for 10 days. The first two to three days, double check, especially if it's saying something that's off with how you feel. But I found it to be very accurate for like the last seven yeah. days. The first three are rough. The last seven, I find it is really accurate. So I like don't really use finger sticks during that those yeah. seven days. I, me neither. I mean, I always prick before I go to bed just once. That's it. <laughs> That's my go-to. Um, unless I'm feeling off, then I'll obviously do more. But it's those trends that make the big difference. Like if you're headed to bed or if you're waking up in the morning and you saw you jumped from like 200 to 52 like 57 or whatever and you're like how the heck did that happen I was gonna you can tell if the jumps are like yeah. not human it's like oh you'd be passed out probably if you jump if you jump that quickly or like something would be off um which is not not to say that doesn't happen but I think it's more likely it's more often than not that there's an issue with the tech which you know Dexcom and a lot of these other CGM companies they do have people to help you with your tech stuff. So I don't know. You're still not supposed to use above a certain amount of um, Tylenol. What's the, not paracetamol. What's the, um, what's the science name for that? Like the acetaminophen? That's the word. Yikes, guys, I'm having a day. That's the like most scientific information I've ever pulled out of my back pocket. I had no idea I was going to shine like this today. Well, I love it. So I appreciate you. So yeah, so I know for Dexcom, for the longest time, you weren't supposed to have like any acetaminophen and then you weren't supposed to have above a certain amount. And I think we're still, you're not supposed to have above a certain amount, but they don't really like tell you that. No one told me this at all. Yeah, it's in small print somewhere. Um, And then I just read today that uh, the Libre, apparently you're not supposed to have vitamin D or take a certain amount of vitamin D when with the Libre because it might affect accuracy or something like that. I didn't read the full article, so no one quote me on this. But I just this this just comes uh, all of this is me not being able to speak, trying to say that 
there's a reason for everything. And if you feel like things are off, it's always best to go to tech support than to, um, you know, completely throw in the towel on using something altogether. That's my hot take. <laughs> um, I want to talk about sharing it with my mom because that's been kind of a funny oh, yeah. experience. Please do. Um, and also, so- please tell people how old you are, Christy. I'm 27. I'm 27. Um, I still share with my parents, and I'm 28. So I'm sure. I only only just got it. So I share. I share it with my husband and with my mama. Um, I think after just living out of the house for several years, so I'm knocking on wood as I say this. I think Zach and I are closing on our house in New Jersey next week. Fingers crossed. Again, knocking on wood. But my mom has. We've been staying with my mom because our the house that we're buying is very close to her. Um, so I'm saying like, I've been out of the house and now I'm back, come back to the mother's nest. Um, I thought that she was going to be checking in way more often. My mom and I have a super tight relationship. We're very open about everything, but I think just like being out of the house, not being a part of my day-to-day diabetes routine, the way that she was when I was first diagnosed, obviously it was my senior year of high school, but like. I was learning everything and she was trying to learn everything before I left her forever. So I think that the whole like empty nest thing with her youngest child going off was even worse. Cause I was like fresh off this disease, but neither here nor there. And you were in a coma and there was just so much to unpack there. Yeah. So. Norma went through a journey uh, with all of this with me, but anytime that I have a low, like my group chat with my husband and my mom is exclusively me just saying like, don't worry, pals. I got my chocolate milk. Oh my God, my mom brings me chocolate milk every day from work. If you have a parent or friend who works in schools, they still have those Cremo Land chocolate milk cartons. I don't drink one every day, so sometimes they pile up a little bit, but like I drink chocolate milk a lot. Like I have chocolate milk. Honestly, I don't think I've ever respected you or loved you any more than I do right now. That sounds amazing, Norma. If you'd like to ship some to New York, I'm right across. I'm just a train right away. (laughs) They are literally fabulous. They're a nice, even 20 carbs. They're perfect for like my late afternoon lows. They have protein. They have a little bit of fat in there. I am obsessed with chocolate milk. I'm a chocolate milk girl. Tell whoever. Um... (laughs) So, like, all of my messages are literally me just sending – like, I've gotten to the point where if I don't feel like typing out the whole message, I'll just send a, a gif of, like, a brown cow, and they know that means I'm having chocolate milk. But, like, I feel this need to alert them that yeah. I'm okay. And she's like, it's fine. Like, y- you don't have to tell me. I'm like, Mom, I know you're worried about your baby girl, but she's not. <laughs> She's like fully getting on with her day. Like every now and again, every now and again, she'll open it because she doesn't like to acknowledge the alerts. So if she's home, nothing drives me bananas more than when I hear her phone beeping and I'm like, mom, stop shaming me in front of the house. Just open the damn app, click the damn okay, and let's all move on. That's hilarious. My my mom, I mean, Norma's always getting like mixed up in a project. So like every time I tell her that, she's like, oh, I was painting the basement. Didn't hear it. Don't worry. It's like, thanks a lot, mom. If I needed you to hear it, what would you do? Well, that's kind of my, not concern, but a a part of this was that someone was tracking me. Zach is much more on it. Yeah. Um, He's much more like, what can I... The husband's boyfriends always are. He's like, what can I bring you? What's going on? Sweet little thing. My mom is like, not hands-on with this. I thought she would be way more concerned, but... She just fully ignores the alerts. I'm like, why do you have this? But Norma trusts you. She knows you got it. Um, but she knows she knows I have chocolate milk in the fridge. 
That's true. She already got you the chocolate milk. She did the legwork. The rest is on you. It's so good. I I love chocolate milk. I'm craving chocolate milk now. Oh, I want some. It's such a simple pleasure. It really is. It's really funny to me that you say that Zach is like more on top of it, that not more on top of it, but more responsive when it comes to the ear alerts because Matt, obviously, um, he's been on, I think, I don't remember when I started sharing my Dexcom with him, but we live together now. So, you know, he's always there with an alert. He's the sweetest though. If I am going low, he'll literally be like, want me to get you a JB? That's what we call juice boxes. And he'll just like run to I the kitchen. I love every bit I, of this. He's so cute. He'll run to the kitchen before I even like have a second. And sometimes I get really crabby if I'm really low. I'm like shaking and I'm like, I just need sugar. And he's like, all right. He's like, don't move. Like I'll always, you know, get up to go get it myself because like, you know, I'm functioning human adult. So <laughs> I usually just get, get my own stuff myself. And he's like the first one there to help me. He's so sweet. But um, um, get yourself some chocolate milk. There's nothing more delightful than like your man coming up to you. and <laughs> You're like, I'm an adult woman. It's fine. And then your man brings you a carton of chocolate milk and you're like, damn right. Like swooning. Oh, I'd be over here like, oh, thank you so much. But it's moral of the story is that I have different level, like different low threshold alerts for my parents than I do for Matt. So like it's kind of um that's what i recommend if you have a capability with whatever cgm you're using and if you want to have a significant other someone you live with whoever you live with on a different level of alert than people that might not be as you know like light like i don't really want my parents interfering with this unless it's an absolute emergency and they know that um but i do always feel like i need to send everyone a heads up when i do have a low, like a bad low that's getting alerted everyone that's getting alerted, like, I'm okay, I'm treating it. Or if I'm not okay, I've, this happened once before, I'd be like, I unlocked my door, because I really thought I was about to pass out. I like super crashed once. This was when I was living, I think I was obviously home alone, but I was living with Laura at the time, my twin sister, shout out to Lar. Um, and I was crashing so bad. And I was sitting there with my juice box. And I was like, I'm treating it, but I left the door unlocked, like, because my parents were like, Oh, my God, like, because I lived in a dormant building. They they weren't necessarily trained in what to do, but they would be able to call 911 if there was like an issue. My biggest fear, and I'm sh- Miriam and I have talked about this so many times, is to be alone and to pass out and to not have anyone like know what's going on. Um, and I'm sure that's plenty of fellow, my fellow diabetics' anxieties, but um, just kind of having that threshold and ha- making sure that the people who are able to get to me are people that um, – have a number of someone who might be able to help is really the biggest comfort in a CGM for me besides actually, you know, that's like number, that's reason number three about why I want a CGM and why I have one. But um, back to those like different thresholds for Matt, I think I have my low threshold like in the sixties, like lower sixties, because if I'm sleeping, he wakes up more than I do. So, um, which is like not true, but in terms of like my, my Dexcom, he wakes up more than I do. Um, I have it in the sixties so I can be, um, you know, he can wake me up if he thinks it's necessary or whatever, but my parents, I have just on urgent low because I don't really want to stress them out. I don't want to stress myself out. I don't want them to be like Emily, even though I am on the worst end of my twenties, AKA heading into my thirties. I, I still have like two years. I need to calm down. But I don't really feel 
like I want my parents asking me what I'm doing at any given moment, even though I too am a grandma, Christy, and I am probably just getting a drink with my friends literally at like five o'clock during the hour. So it's just, it can be hard when you're walking that line and you still have a close relationship with the people that are on your Dexcom. It can be hard setting those boundaries, but it's just a simple conversation to have. And I've kicked people off my Dexcom, um, not because they were you know, abusing it, but just because it didn't make sense logistically. Like when I was in college, I had two of my best friends on my Dexcom, but that's because I lived with them. Um, And then, you know, when I moved to New York, obviously they weren't going to be able to do much from Boston. So I like moved, I had my sisters on it who I I was living with. And then ultimately like I had boyfriends on it that we broke up. So I would cut, you know, kick them off of it because you don't want them seeing your blood sugars after you've broken up. Trust me. Yeah, it's a little um, too intimate. It's like bizarre. That only ever happened once. And I, it's just like such a funny story to me that that was where my mind went. And I was like, I got to kick him off my Dexcom. <laughs> so uh, never a dull moment. But Matt's been on it for at least two years out of our three years dating. And it's the best decision I ever made was letting like having that talk with him and you know, explaining what to do and just making like he is so kind and I am so impatient and he is just like a gem, an angel human. Um, so they're really this turned into a tribute to Matt. So <laughs> I love that. It sounds like he deserves the props. It is it should be people that are like a part of your care team that are on it. And so I think that's why I didn't add my mom to it until we were living here. Um and I have Zach's his low threshold is definitely the same because I'm a lighter sleeper. So truth be told, I'm probably going to wake up to the alerts. I'm just like, anytime I roll over, I tend to check just to, like, to see where I am, which yeah. sounds sounds annoying, but I actually like it. Um, no, I mean, for me, I think that – and sorry to interrupt you. You can yeah. go right back to your thought. But I do that too, but it's because usually if I wake up randomly in the middle of the night, I it's because my body's trying to tell me something is what I found. So checking my Dexcom is like an easy way to – make sure that that's what's going on exactly um but I tend to go to bed some nights before Zach because that grandma stuff just like runs deep in me um so I would I would like him alerted if I'm low but he's just so much quicker like if I get an alert while I'm out at the food store like he's the one who texts and says hey like you have what you I mean I'm at the food store so how much distance could possibly be between me and juice really but (laughs) <laughs> he, he he's a te- if we're not together and I get an alert and he gets an alert he's the one who checks in it just cracks me up that my mom's like ignoring the beeps I kind of don't understand <laughs> how often Nora, she looks if you're at listening it, to this we love like Christy loves you but I think this is her way of telling you to uh or asking you to please check it <laughs> it's fine I just like do you want to beep that often in meetings because like I've seen how you handle them you don't open the app um but it's fine. I think if anything else, it's just a way to kind of keep her connected to it. And I certainly don't mind, but like having Zach on it is the most important thing, but he was also with me like when I got it and everything. So we talk about my numbers very constantly because anytime I'm like trying to talk through why I'm seeing one trend or another, he's the only person that I actively go over that with on a day to day basis. I mean, I talk about it with more people, but He's the one who knows what's going on. So I, I think mean, that's just not know that much. I mean, well, Matt like gets it himself, like, but we don't talk about it. He'll be, I'll be like, oh, why am I so high? And he'll be like, 
and you didn't pre like you didn't give yourself insulin and weight like you usually do and I'm like oh yeah I didn't pre-bolus like things like that no I need to Um, talk I talk about it constantly because you know I'm trying I'm always trying to do better the next day or you know better in the present day than the day before but yeah I thought about sharing it with my sister who also is here at my mom's I decided not to just because she does it would be such a refresher I'm sorry I was about to say she doesn't know anything um she knows a lot but I think re-explaining like what the normal levels are like every now and again I'll give her like a crash reminder course of like how I keep myself alive but I don't need three people under the same roof having it go off um that's just like not even the best use of your like link or your yeah your share like it just it just wouldn't make sense because she doesn't know what the, she doesn't it's not that she doesn't know anything she just doesn't know what the numbers mean so that's just how I made that decision. I do similarly. I do have my older sister on mine, but that and she like didn't want to be added to mine. I was like, Liz, this is like when I first moved to New York. I was like, you're like one of like three people I know here. I kind of have to add you. Like I don't. She's like, but what if it wakes me up? I'm like, then something's wrong. With me. <laughs> She ultimately got it. Her husband was like, oh, my God, of course, like, I'll be on it. Like, Liz is just doesn't understand. Now she gets it. Love you, Liz. But um, it's it's interesting having to explain that line, like, especially because we didn't grow up with diabetes. Like, we didn't – our siblings weren't, you know, attuned to it. They don't know what's – they had to learn along with us um, as adults or semi-adults, teens, right. if you will. So there's a learning curve for everyone Again, CGMs are super, super valuable. Like the fact that we have access to them is huge. And, um, you know, if only they were more affordable and it's a pretty messed up thing, but I'm going to end the episode on that. So thanks again, Christy. I am so excited to continue season nine, which is wild. Um, if you liked what you heard here, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I was about to say like and subscribe. So like and subscribe. Do people say that on podcasts? I don't know. Sure. Why not? Uh, follow us on Instagram at pancreaspal. Mm, that's the first time I've ever gotten that wrong, guys. Oh, okay. Regroup, Emily. Such at pancreas- a Monday. <laughs> Such a Monday. At pancreas underscore pals on Instagram, pancreaspals pp on Facebook. Email us at pancreaspals123 at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. If you have any ideas on what we should talk about next, let us know. Any guests we should have on, we'd love to hear from you. Have a great week, everyone. Christy, thanks as always. And yeah. Bye, everyone.